You're listening to Father Kirby Longo's Homilies, powered by Mountain Catholic. Father Kirby is a priest of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Helena and pastor of Christ the King University Parish in Missoula, Montana. In sixth grade, my parents sent me to Catholic school. Thus began my experience of the Catholic Church and the Mass. I'd never been to one until then. I have almost no memories of Mass in junior high, or junior high in general. Block it out of my out of my experience, but the Mass in particular is just a few things when I was thinking back this week, what I thought my first experienced Mass. One was the church was beautiful, St. Patrick's and Billings, it's a beautiful church. Music was terrible. The preaching was incomprehensible. I know, you know, the priest I was listening to, Father Jose, good guy, couldn't understand a single word he said. Most of all, though, it was the same every single time. That was my experience of Mass. And in high school, this last one, the fact that Mass was the same every time began to kind of simultaneously fascinate me and make me kind of angry. It's like, did no one notice that they do the same thing every time you go to Mass? You know, as a Methodist, we did communion one time per month. Uh, It wasn't necessarily an afterthought, but it was definitely sort of uh, a not well thought through ritual. We had our loaf of bread and our and our grape juice, and and we did our thing. It was fun, but it wasn't profound. There was nothing sort of supernatural about it. Catholics, however, did communion every single week, and I found out later every single day. And they not only did communion every day, they did it in the same way, with the same words, every single time. That was kind of too much for me. As a good Protestant, I judged the effectiveness of a prayer by its originality, by how creative it was, by how different it was from other people's prayers. And the most intimidating thing for me, thinking about being a pastor when I was growing up as a kid, was actually think, like being intimidated by the idea of trying to think up a new prayer every time I said it. I'd see my pastor do that. I was like, wow, what a master. You know, this guy comes up with a new prayer every single time. And it seemed like a good improv prayer took a lot of practice. And that Catholics had given up their improv prayers thousands of years ago. It's like at one point, they're just like, this one's good. Let's keep this one for the next thousand years. And as time went on, and that repetition sort of worked its way into my heart, I actually started to change my opinion toward it. As I listened to those prayers over and over again, I just began to actually listen to the words that were being said. I actually began to just almost memorize them, if for no other reason than just boredom. But the second I began to sort of say them under my breath with the priest, they began to kind of work their way into my heart. You know, when my Catholic friends would ask me what the difference was between Catholics and Methodists, I'd give them the answer that my mom gave me, which I hadn't really thought through, but it was basically, you know, you Catholics believe the Eucharist is actually the body and blood of Christ. As Methodists, we say it's a symbol. That's the difference. My Catholic friends would either give me like kind of blank look or they'd be like, what'd you say we believe? Because they didn't actually know that that was the case. Looking back on that, I think my mom kind of nailed 
nailed this idea that the Eucharist is, as Catholics, the core of who we are, believing that that's the body and blood of Christ, is who we are. That's our identity. We're nothing without it. And every church, every Christian church outside of the Catholic Church is defined to a certain extent by rejecting that. A day came when I finally read the sixth chapter of John, which recalls this same story of the feeding of the 5,000 with the five loaves and two fish. And it's followed in John by what we call the bread of life discourse, which is the institution of the Blessed Sacrament, where Jesus says seven times in a row, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life within you. I read that and I believed it. And my life changed. I thought of the fact that that there was Mass every single day, that we could actually receive God every single day, that those words of consecration that were the same weren't the same because of lack of creativity, but because they were the words of the Lord, the words that He had given us. And that Catholics could receive Jesus Christ and His body, blood, soul, and divinity every single day in the Eucharist. And that none of my friends had ever said anything to me about this. None of them had ever told me that this was possible. How was every Catholic church not just bursting at the seams with people wanting to receive the Lord? How was every Catholic priest not preaching on this continually? And yet that's the case. None of that's actually happening. Uh, Well, in certain places, perhaps. In our gospel today, people want to sweep Jesus off to Jerusalem and make him king because of this quite simple miracle, the miracle of multiplication, of feeding their bodies. There's a great story of John Bosco. St. John Bosco is the founder of the Salesian Order uh, who cared for orphaned children for hundreds of years. He was celebrating Mass and it was in quite a crowd and he realized after the consecration but before he was giving communion that they didn't have nearly enough hosts, not even close. And everyone in the congregation seemed to realize the same thing, that they didn't have the number of hosts that they needed. And so before going to give communion, he kind of just stood and bowed his head in prayer and then just went and gave communion. And they didn't run out. It was a legitimate miracle. Everybody saw it right before their eyes. The Lord had multiplied the amount of hosts in order that everyone could receive. And after Mass, Father Bosco didn't seem really riled up at all. And everybody's, everybody's so stoked because they just saw this miracle. And they go, Father Bosco, how are you not just pumped? You just performed a miracle. This is incredible. The Lord just multiplied the hosts. And he just kind of stood there and said, hey, you know, wonderful. The Lord multiplied the hosts. It was a miracle of multiplication. It's like that miracle is nothing compared to the miracle we experience at every single Mass when the Lord takes that bread and turns it into his body, blood. If the Jewish people wanted to make Jesus their king for a simple miracle of multiplication, and rightly so, you know, in your kingdom, the king could feed everyone indefinitely for all of eternity. 
What should be our proper response to the miracle of the Eucharist at every Mass? I think first, we should ask for the grace to actually believe it. That should be our first response. To actually come to believe this great thing that's right before our eyes. To know that it's true. Then, to ask that the Lord actually make it effect, make an effect in our lives with it. To let it bring to bear some fruit. To let it change us. If this is Jesus that we receive, then we should only have to receive him once, and we should be perfect. The grace is infinite. Yet God knows our fickle hearts, and his grace is relentless. So we have Mass every day, at least every week, but every day if we would like. Every day is an opportunity to begin again. Finally, we should let the Lord convict us of this truth in order that we go out and Talk to those that we know about this. Now, how many people are there that are like a young Kirby who are only not receiving the Eucharist because they don't know it exists? They don't know what that actually means. The answer is 6.4 billion. That's how many there are. Because that's how many people aren't either Catholic or Orthodox and so don't have the Holy Eucharist. Jesus wants to enter in. He wants to transform our hearts. If only we'll let him. You know, Sycamore Tree, in the, which is our retreat center in our diocese, in the sacristy, there's a, there's a quote right next to where the priest vest. It's from St. John Vianney. And it says, O priest, celebrate this Mass as though it were your first Mass, your last Mass, your only Mass. I think we all should approach every time, approach the altar every time, as though this were our first Mass, our last Mass, our only Mass.